uh, the just transition or sustainable jobs, depending on how you want it framed, it's rattled a lot of people in Alberta, including a lot of people inside the legislature, namely Premier Daniel Smith. Um, at this point, there's no end of criticism about, you know, in reality, a piece of legislation we haven't even seen yet. It doesn't exist, but we have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be. Uh, the provincial government bills it as a job-destroying plan that will end oil and gas and destroy Alberta's economy. Federal government trying to reassure Albertans that, no, 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 that's not what it is. It's not a plan to shut down oil and gas, rather a plan to help workers in several different industries transition to new jobs as this energy transformation unfolds. But it's getting really, really heated. The rhetoric around this is uh, red hot. And I think lost in all of that is the fact that there's some serious business at hand that we could really use some government cooperation on. But that's my take. Let's find out what our next guest thinks. Janice McKinnon, uh, former finance minister under Roy Romano in Saskatchewan, a professor at the University of Saskatchewan now, an executive fellow at the University of Calgary School of Public Policy, and also uh, the person tapped by Jason Kenney to lead up the Blue Ribbon Panel into Alberta's finances. Um, Ms. McKinnon, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Oh, it's great to be on the program. You um, you put together a, a, an opinion piece uh, on this in the Globe and Mail, talking about this just transition or sustainable jobs, whatever it's being called, but depending on who you talk to. Top of the list, um, oil and gas jobs. That, that That's the focus here. That's what we need to be talking about, right? Well, I think the problem is in the, the, the way that this has been presented, and it shows the problem with of dealing with this federal government that, kind of acts unilaterally and doesn't really work with the provinces when they have to. So the first thing is, why did they talk about just transition and name specifically oil and gas workers trans- transitioning to clean tech jobs? Many people are going to be mm-hmm. transitioned. Many, many people because of climate change, because of automation. So what they did is they had the tagline about what this is about, which is, of course, going to raise alarm bells in the province. And you can see the lack of communication with the province, because if you look at Alberta right now, what's our main concern, and I live in Canmore, by the way, um, is, is labor shortages. We can't get enough people. And oil and gas has an opportunity to ramp up production because you have leaders from all around the world and we need yeah, definitely yeah but we can't we're constrained one of our biggest constraints is those companies can't hire workers or they're having trouble and one of their problems is they're, they're trying to reassure these workers that any transition from oil and gas will be decades long not years there's a future here and they have their own federal government coming in saying this spring we're bringing forward legislation to transition oil and gas workers to other green jobs. There's the problem. That is that is a huge problem. And why does it happen? It happens because the federal government doesn't recognize the jurisdiction of the province. Uh, the pro- provinces are have jurisdiction over resources like oil and gas. The provinces have sole jurisdiction over training. So rather than Minister Wilkinson saying, well, we had a table, why didn't Alberta come to the table? They should have sat down with the province and said, this is oil and gas. This is the province, this Saskatchewan and Newfoundland, where these workers are. Here's what we're thinking of. What's, what are we going to do? Let's work together. Alberta has its own training programs. So how are we going to mesh what we're doing with the province? 
But that is not the approach the federal government takes, particularly with respect to Alberta and Saskatchewan. It's here's our plan. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Get on board. And it has caused huge unnecessary in a way problems and and the other thing that is interesting here is that the i haven't seen the document recently released about the job losses in Mm -hmm. many sectors all across the piece right but one of the problems is uh the government the federal government says okay we want to get net zero emissions by 2050 Polls, Canadians say, yes, I support climate change. I support that. But I think what that document is, I haven't seen it, but I think that document is the federal government's modeling of the job losses that will occur if you get to 2015 net zero. And that's, that's the part of the conversation we haven't had. If you want to get to net zero 2050, this is what's going to happen. These are the people who are going to lose their jobs. And here are the costs. So it's been, the conversation hasn't been a focused one because I think everybody agrees we have to reduce emissions and deal with climate change. But do we have to do it as aggressively as we're doing it? And what are the costs of doing it as aggressively as we're doing it? Yeah, and I would agree with you completely. And I've long lamented here on the air the fact that we've, we've got out in front of ourselves here and uh, we've, we could, you know, fallen into the aspirational trap rather than the reality. Uh, let me play devil, devil's advocate here for the sake of conversation. Um, why can't the industry, I mean, how much does industry play in terms of the economy transitioning and the industry, you know, uh, not reinvesting in record production, record revenue, record profits that's doing extremely well right now, but they're not reinvesting. They're not expanding. They're not hiring. They're paying off debt and buying back shares. So where does industry fit into all of this? Okay, so there's, there's the, 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 the problem, though, for the federal government. The oil sands, which is, the, which is a major emitter, um, the, all of the major companies have banded together there to form the Pathways Alliance. Right. They have proposed that they're willing to spend 24 billion dollars to transition uh, to a low carbon product they're waiting for the federal government to respond because the if you look at other countries look at norway look at the united states carbon capture technology is what they're using they're ramping up production they're using carbon capture technology to reduce emissions you bury the emissions um, but the federal government, the national governments in these countries are paying two-thirds of the cost of the t- tax credit worth that covers two-thirds the cost of the transition. The federal government here has a tax credit that's only 50%. At some point, these companies are going to say, we're not staying here. We're going to where we can do what we do more profitably. So the, fed- the, the companies are prepared. They're, they're on the same page. But if you look at what the federal government does, and I've been at some of those meetings with Minister Wilkinson and Minister Gibo, um, they don't say let's find common ground. The companies said that uh, by 2030 they could reduce emissions by 30%. Instead of saying, yes, let's get at it, the federal government. The companies say that. We can do this. We will do this. We will invest. Instead of the federal government, if you really wanted to make this work, what would you say if you were the federal government? You'd say, Exactly. Not our preferred target, but let's get at it. Let's get the tax credits. Let's get the regulatory pr- process going. 
That's the thing. I mean, we, we it has turned it now into an absolute mess. Uh, just it's well, it's yelling and screaming. Is it too late to back up and say, okay, listen, we're all talking about the same thing here? I mean, does that relationship exist between the province of Alberta and specifically the UCP government? Because we know that they're mortal enemies and they've said as much. Is that is that opportunity still there? I guess is the question. Can well, that guess, still happen? I guess. I guess. Let me back up though. That here's what you're dealing with. Instead of the federal government saying, yes, they are, the companies are prepared to put in $24 billion. The target is 30% reductions by 2030. Nope. We have a target of 42% reductions by mm. 2030, yeah. which can only happen if you reduce production, which means that oil isn't produced here. It's produced in Qatar or dictatorship. Sure, <laughs> it just I agree. Shifts. So it's very difficult. It's not as if I don't I don't blame this government. I think this government has been forced into a position by the lack of real desire to cooperate. The federal government doesn't come in and say, okay, here's what we're thinking about. Where are you at? And, and cooperation doesn't occur within, you know, a couple of days, months even. It's a long process where you have to sit down, you have to be patient, you have to compromise. Where's the common ground? I don't believe the federal government has shown any desire to find common ground with Alberta in terms of reducing emissions. There is no evidence of it. Um, Ms. McKinnon, thank you so much for being here. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I, I enjoyed the conversation very much. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.